Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza, and today my guest is Renee Forrest, and you are in Montreal? I am. Okay. Uh, French-Canadian, uh, yeah. uh, like always always from that area? Uh, like, yeah, oh, oh, like... it's more complicated. There's like some French-speaking pockets like all over the country, but yeah. like, yeah, most, most, the, yeah, the big majority of it is from the province of Quebec and then Montreal is the biggest city in that province. Do you guys hate it the way that we say it when we're not French speakers, Quebec? No, I mean, it's like, no. It's not like... I, like no. I was just checking. So then what? Um, what's Canada's art scene like over there? Like I, in Quebec, is there a huge uh, thriving scene? Is it mostly... Uh, Yes. I mean, Montreal is, it's like, it's so funny because just hearing that question, it's just like Canada. I, it's like, I don't feel like I can talk about Canada because it's such a big, it's like yeah, such yeah, a yeah. big place, but very empty. And it's like, it kind of feels like disconnected from like, from one city to another. It's just like, I don't, I don't know. Toronto is actually, I mean, like, you know, there, there's like a huge art scene there, but there's also one in Montreal. Montreal is always like the kind of like the, Typically, like the kind of uh, what words am I going to use? Like, you know, like a bit smaller, but it also a bit like more underground or cooler or like a bit more scruffy or, you know, there's less money. There's a lot less money, but there's a lot of creativity. Um, there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of like stuff happening. So that's kind of like the vibe. Mm hmm. So like a lot of artists run spaces and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I've talked to, I've talked to people from Detroit because like this this kind of stuff happens everywhere. It's just great. But it sounds like what you're saying is there are not a lot of mid tier galleries and maybe not even that many super high tier galleries. Like yeah, exactly. Uh, Actually, you you said it really well. That's yeah, yeah. that's what well, it is. I mean, you said it, and then I just paraphrased it. It's easy that way. <laughs> you constructed the thought. I just reflected. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, and then like, uh, how long have you been active? Are, are you in act, active in any particular spaces? Like, what would you, what is your relationship to that scene? How, how long have you been in Montreal? All of that, like. The whole thing. Well, I mean. Your origin, I'm... Your, your Montreal artist origin story. Origin story <laughs> so that we Angelinos can get some idea of what it's like to be over there, uh, you know, hustling. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think the hustling part is like a lot easier than it is in LA from everything I've heard. I mean, it's like life is easier. It's getting harder now. Like it's, everything is getting more expensive um, in the last like two to three years. Um, but it used to be like extremely chill and it, and it still is. So it means that, you know, like I studied here, I did my undergrads in film production. So like in filmmaking, mm -hmm. I was in experimental filmmaking that was a while ago that was like I don't know 12 years ago um and then I was not like ambitious whatsoever I like I loved film school but I just wanted to go live my life and have fun so mm -hmm. I went to Europe and I I did that I went to Berlin you know like and I I just yeah I lived my life I lived my youth um and then I because you're like a hundred now right exactly yeah <laughs> Yeah, I cannot really hide my um... your, your retirement age. <laughs> yeah, I'm 35. I'm just gonna like say it because I'm trying <laughs> to be, you know, zen with aging. 
Um, <laughs> I know I'm not like, <laughs> no, no, I mean, yeah, I, like I, I, at every stage of your life, you feel older than you've ever felt. So it makes sense to feel very old. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but well, yeah. So I, but then I ended up, I ended up around like, I don't know, 26 or something. I was like, wait, maybe I could do something more meaningful or, you know, do something, have a career or something. And so I went back to school. I went to Barcelona and I studied graphic design there. And I also studied um, 3D. Mm -hmm. Like, like it was motion design, but 3D oriented. And it was like a type of 3D that, because you can study that in Montreal, but it was very, at the time, it was very um, like video game oriented. oriented, which is really not what I was into. And um over in Spain, it was really like kind of 3D graphics for design. So okay. the looks were really different, the thinking and the the software also. So I did that and then I came back to Montreal and I started freelancing as a designer. And then eventually I came back to fine arts through 3D illustration. Back to um, you mean your your origin there was with the experimental film because you yeah. were doing narrative film okay so you were yeah, doing yeah. like like art uh, film yeah that's art it was like fine arts because it's just like it wasn't like really fiction it was images you know like it was what really... was your relation it was the program like that or were you in a regular pro well I mean it was experimental film program right so what, what were there any like uh kind of West Side Story clashes between like regular film people and like <laughs> the art film people? <laughs> well, it was, so the school, like the 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 film school was um, known for experimental filmmaking. Oh, okay. Um, so it's all the whole program. Yeah, but it was not the whole program. So you could choose like in your second and third year, you could choose either experimental fiction or uh, documentary. But I <laughs> like... I didn't like the uh, experimental filmmaking that was being made there. Like it really wasn't my thing. It was a lot of like, you know, like very, I mean, I mean, whatever, like very cliche, like, um, like drawing on, um, like drawing on a film strip. And then like, it was always like dudes with like really long black coats and like really long hair and like playing some kind of like noise in a loft somewhere. Like it was so... <laughs> you know <laughs> people that listen to noise music can be very insufferable <laughs> I mean and it's like it's endearing like you know like <laughs> now. oh so you dated a couple of them <laughs> but back then it was just like yeah like looking at like watching like scratches like on black film like for like 15 minutes or something it was very and they were also I mean the problem I think like I think the only problem was in fact that they would take themselves so seriously and so that was just like but I I went into experimental filmmaking because the images like the ideas that I had just didn't fit into fiction or or documentary so I just kind of like had to I, I had to to go into the that other um option and there were some like great people there like also I don't want to like just wait um, so you went with the documentary option or you no, went no, with... I went with the experimental, experimental. Option, okay, okay. But it was like you not yeah, I got because... confused. yeah sorry sorry so no no it's okay um yeah and but I just didn't it's sometimes I think about it and I'm like why didn't I like I didn't 
it's really, it was really like not, um, you know, business oriented or career oriented. Like nobody, I didn't even send like one film to one festival after I graduated. I was just like, okay, like I'm done. Like I just was kind of floating um, in the world. Like it just, and it, you know, it it was probably my fault too. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, but I mean, with the, I, I, I do, I think it's fair that to, to like, I had the same experience with like, like, the, you know, my teachers didn't really teach me how to do, uh, how to get into shows and stuff like that, how to write a press release at my university. And I think if someone pointed this out, I think it was my friend Camilla, uh, who, who said that most of the people are there and that's their main job and they don't have a side hustle or they don't have like, that that knowledge because they don't partake in that because their job is to teach not to be a gallery represented by a gallery and things like that so so it makes sense i mean like it's a bummer you and you and when you apply for programs you don't realize that that's going to be a thing i like i spent the last 10 years (laughs) figuring out how to like (laughs) do any of this stuff you know like exactly it's like it just takes like five years after you finish art school until not, you- not for everybody people that go to ucla are on point people that go to yale are on point <laughs> you know oh. like and it's and to me it's crazy that that like programs just don't focus like to me that's a bad program you know like if a if a program can't like help you with that if all they do is tear you apart like critically you know and they're like they make you doubt yourself as an artist but and then like they don't teach you how to like actually make the link and make a living off of it or try to or even if it's if it's not commercial work you're making like teach you how to write for grants and stuff like that like they didn't even have those classes in my school yeah no I mean we had like one production class and it was like the the like it was like some prof had insisted like for because he wanted to give it but it was just like it was so it was very purist (laughs) um Another but luxury it, of having a, jo- a teaching job. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Also, but also the thing is that like you have to, it, I feel like it's a different context for Canadians and especially like in Quebec because education is really cheap here when you're, yeah. when you're a resident. So it's also not like, cause if I was paying 50 K or I don't know, like, and then I didn't get any kind of mentoring I would be so pissed, but here it's like, I was paying like, I don't know, $1,500 per semester. And it's like, no, that's nothing. Yeah. That's amazing. It's, you know, like it's, just, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's less uh, dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. I went, I, 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 my program was a state school, so it wasn't that expensive, but it was still like, you know, it, it was a Florida international university. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. I mean, I am, but I'm not ashamed to say that I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's it called? No, I mean, it, that's crazy. So then, so then um, like, before we get into like where you're at now, I kind of want to dip some more toes in the experimental stuff. Like what were these images that you were kind of making? Like, or maybe it's easier influences. I might not get them, but maybe a listener will know like a particular film. Cause I've, I've been to some experimental film stuff out here and and I don't remember the names of people, but who's the guy that did La Jete? The, the one that, (laughs) Do you remember? Uh, do you know? I mean, no, I that's know okay. You're not out here as a historian. <laughs> I'm just like, oh no, I have to remember a name. Of the spot. 
uh but but stuff like that i think i saw a lot of that guy uh, uh and 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 uh they did like a a whole bunch some of it is really interesting but then sometimes it is just a dude shaking a camera and like that i have little patience for sometimes <laughs> Depends exactly. on how it's, they just like, it's, it. a, it's a bummer that it kind of like got associated with that whole like aesthetic and and um attitude also because I, I mean for me experimental filmmaking can just literally be anything you know but and and for me it is the kind of um like the 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 the, the missing link between filmmaking and and fine arts so it's like but what I did I don't even know like because I, I didn't even go off of um you know, official influences. I just, I made this one film um, that was shot on Super 8 and it was uh, five women of different ages and body types. And they were just, it was still shots. Uh, mm. Like the camera wasn't moving and they were just, I was just filming them. They were naked and uh, we couldn't see their heads. And it was like some kind of like ex express expressionist um lighting so like a lot of contrast and a lot of like you know dark shadows and and then it was just um yeah very there's one filmmaker that I that I yeah that was always a, a big influence um and it's Roy Anderson I don't know if you know him he no. he made he's Swedish he made um a bunch of films but the most well-known is songs from the second floor uh it was from 2001 and the thing is that he made he really it's the camera never moves so he really creates those sets and then the characters just you know move slowly in them and mm -hmm. it is i guess it's fiction but it it's weird um yeah. so yeah there was a bit of that but um but I, but also like the thing, I think the, the, one of the main reasons why I didn't <clears throat> keep uh, making film is just like working in film is just that it, you need so many people to work in film. And when you get out of school, you cannot have access to any money because yeah. um, here everything is government funded. Like there's like arts, like, you know, like the Canada Arts Council or the like the equivalent at a provincial level. And like that's how you it's really rare that you're going to use private funds. So but you need to you need to wait, I think, at least two years or something after you graduate until you can start applying for the oh, grant. Wow. And you don't know if. I mean, two years, you, you lose interest. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but it, 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 it is, it, I mean, it's not a perfect system, but it's, it, it's, it's funding a lot of local art yeah. and cinema. So it is great, but it's just like, that's why I was saying, you know, there's this five-year period after you get out of school, because you just like, you just have to make your stuff and then like for that if you're going to do film you're going to need like I don't know 10 people and you're going to need their time you're going to need their and and I just was so uncomfortable with and you can't pay them so like yeah and I hated that like I just and no, it's not that's a lot of pressure yeah 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 I mean a lot of people do that out here but like just because they all you know migrated here for that reason and are willing to like like rough it out for but if you're just in a city like montreal i doubt there's like that many people that are that committed to filmmaking that you could just be like hey you know i'll pay you some pizza <laughs> well actually actually no there there are. because it's it 
now I don't want to, I mean, it, it used to be so cheap that you actually didn't need, you could just get a job like at a coffee shop and then like have like a really nice, you know, like shared apartment in a really nice neighborhood. And then you could like work on uh, films for free, like on the site, like it was, it was really possible. And I have a lot of friends who I studied with who did that for like a few years and now they're actually like, is their career and now they're getting paid like, you know, real <laughs> money um for that but I don't how think many, I have... how many of them still wear their long coats no I wasn't friends with those <laughs> people <laughs> good question I wonder if they're I'm now, just like, picturing kind of like I don't know. <laughs> I'm imagining uh Montreal's film scene looking like the matrix <laughs> with everybody right, in trench right. coats <laughs> no it looks like no it doesn't that's such like a that. funny detail though um so okay so then now where like what brings you you said you came back full circle to to find art like what do you want to make are you painting are you doing uh vi video stuff or no i'm i'm working with 3d mainly so i um i don't know if like i don't know if you understand what i mean not not to be patronizing is because nobody understands ever even people who are like artists and mm -hmm. so if i say like 3d illustration I would what I'm imagining is you're using Maya or ZBrush or something like that to sculpt things and, and then you're like I don't I, I what I'm not up to date on is exactly what your end product is is, is it like in goggles or is it I I have a guess like I, in fact as soon as you said that I was thinking oh uh, I need to show you uh Victor because Victor is has been on the show before and he he does a uh, Victor Casenia he does uh really fun like playful like VR stuff, but I don't know if we, if what you're doing is VR. But it sounds like the the process of making it might be similar. And then he's presenting it as VR. I don't know how you're presenting it. Does that make am, am I close? Yes, it makes total sense. It's okay. like it's it's probably yeah. So I don't use Maya, but I use something similar. And it's what's it like called? Blender. 4D. Sorry. Cinema 4D. Okay. That's the name of the, but I could, you, you know, it's just another, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just another space. It's just not exactly, but it's the same kind of like um, software you can sculpt and you can also, you know, it's like, it's like you create this little world, like where you, you can, you can work with objects and you can add lights and you can add colors, textures, all of that. And so you could, um, yeah, the output could be VR, but what I mostly do is I, um I just like export like a still image mm -hmm. so it's like a like a picture you know yeah, like yeah. image and then I and I also do a little bit of animation so um so then I present it as a video for example but it's just it was created um digitally yeah and you you're doing this already without like because you're you, well you're probably in school now right because you're Concordia 2024 right yeah yeah yeah. Well, actually, anything I, that you put on your bio, I'm gonna remember for the interview. Okay. <laughs> Very good. That's like um, the the height of my research. <laughs> I don't even like, know what, what city you're in. I don't know. <laughs> I'm taking it slow, so I don't know if it's gonna be 24, 25. But who cares? It's just like, yeah, I got into the sculpture program with um like this background in 3D illustration and animation because usually um these skills are more linked to um like media arts or like you know digital art but i i don't know it's a 
again, I feel like now I'm realizing it's a little bit similar to like how I felt um, within the experimental filmmaking scene. It's just like, I don't really feel that much of a kinship with the digital arts community. I, I really feel more like I, I go about creating those digital spaces um, with a interest for form and for shapes and for for textures and for like space and so anyway it it worked like I applied to the sculpture department and and they they, they, they accepted it. so it <laughs> you know they 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 got it but now I'm I, I'm still working with that but I also um basically what I'm trying to do is 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 to understand how to um like bridge the gap between this digital ness and uh physical sculptures uh but I'm not a sculptor I mean I'm not trained as a sculptor so it's just it's been a lot of like material experimentations and trying to understand the um <laughs> the cat <laughs> enters the frame <laughs> We have a lot of cats on the show. <laughs> um, bye. <laughs> She's like. So then you're still you're still gonna be working in the same way, or it sounds like maybe you. So you're still. So it's interesting. You're doing sculpture, but in you're doing three D sculpture in a, a digital sense, but the end is two D, right? The end product is two D. Is that gonna stay that way? Okay. And, and how do, how, do, what's that? Who knows? Um, okay. But is that, how, how does that, uh, I just, I think it's funny that you got into the sculpture program because most of the, I mean, I guess it's like a 3d object too, a piece of a flat piece of paper, right? Like it's only 2d, but it's, uh, um, it's interesting that, I mean that like good for the program for being like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to play with this conceptual space. Do you, do you like, what, what do you mean when you say digital artists? Like, what are you thinking of? Cause I'm trying to like the digital art world, like people that just, that are, you're not talking about graphic designers, but you're no. talking about fine artists that use digital like media. Yeah. I'm talking about maybe more um, like artists that are going to be working with a lot of interactive stuff, um, you know, AR, VR, uh <clears throat> I'm just sorry okay no it's okay uh, uh yeah like ar vr the kind of um or you know like installations so maybe something cool. a little bit more like what victor does is you would classify that kind yeah. of stuff like and, and you didn't say don't worry you didn't say like with shade you just said you didn't identify with them yeah like, exactly it's like I, I i really like as a i don't know as a viewer or like as a i mean i'm i I, I love it. I think it's super interesting. It's just like in my, I think in my personal practice, there's something, it's not really, it's like, I don't really care about the technology for me. The, the, mm -hmm. it's just like using 3d is such a, it's like, it's, it's a way for me to be able to create portals and to expand mm -hmm. reality, but <clears throat> I really don't want to be overpowered by the tech aspect and so in a way I think like what I've been doing is kind of like low-tech AR you could mm. say so it's really it's kind of like playing with planes of reality but in a very in a very 
low or almost no no tech um yeah. way and i i don't think the interface is not tech the like the audience yeah. interface um when are you making objects or are you making environments i'm making environments digitally and so like what i've started doing is i've started making physical objects and then i either I've been experimenting with photogrammetry, like 3D scanning, basically, mm -hmm. to see what happens if I bring those physical objects back into a digital space. Um, or also sometimes if I make like an, an image, like a still image, I'll just photograph my physical objects and then I'll Photoshop, like I'll collage them into a digital yeah, yeah. Uh, space. No, that makes um, sense. That, and I, it's interesting. It, it is an interesting space uh, to, to work in because essentially you're doing photography uh, of like, I mean, I've seen people do similar stuff with like, like that they use like Google Maps uh, or Google Street View as their tool for f photographic, right? Because they, like they just, there's a, there's so much information that like editing it down to like things to, to like images of like weird stuff happening in, uh, in, in like in that particular project. Right. So it's like, it's not, you're not taking, he, in that case, he's not taking, or the person, I don't know if it was a he or she, I just saw the project, but basically that person, and I, sorry, I can't credit them. That person was basically photographing a photographic record, right? That exists as a reality because it's a 3D immersive space that you can kind of go through. Now, what it sounds like you're doing is you're taking these spaces that you can conceive of and like maybe people could visit but you're not letting them visit you're the only one that has access to this realm which is an interesting like uh artist as gatekeeper because like uh, you, uh, like i mean not not in a negative way like as, oh. as you're, you, you you're like you're presenting people into this world that like that they can't fully access and you have total control over right like it's a domain that you're creating entirely yourself or is it self-generating maybe sometimes no it's really like i've been just making everything myself but it, I, no I, I think it's super interesting that you're saying that because i've been repeating that like in every crit i get like comments of like but we want to be in that space you know let's say like i have yeah. like a print on the wall of a digital space and then people are like but are you gonna make it like are you gonna like you know like materialize it physically because i want to be in there i want to yeah, yeah and i'm always like well then maybe that's part of what you want maybe you want them to long for that right well, like, you're denying them that exactly because i'm just yeah. like but i can't like as the person who i just feel like there's something that is never going to be as good as imagining what it would feel like to be inside of it and i just feel like if it was materialized in real space it would feel it would be a letdown yeah, yeah then i think i should probably try it <laughs> because just saying that never trying is a little also like kind of a you know like a like an excuse yeah um but yeah i've been because that's also my experience like just working with 3d i i i'm hyper focused on like if i make a 3d object and then i really work on the texture and like how it you know how I, I can i can really like imagine in my brain how it would feel to touch it like what it and then i can never have that experience and mm. it's and it's um very sad <laughs>
that's interesting so, that the tactile element of these things like it it's in, interesting it's like in inaccessibility it makes me think sort of of like the like bear with me like the fourth dimension right like it, it it uh whatever it is if it's time or whatever like but the idea of beings that would be able to interact with us but also perceive things that we can't right in fact that's that's like what a lot of like ooky kooky mysterious things that happen like ufos and stuff people say that that's what it is it's like something kind of breaking the veil and like trying to communicate with you but it's imperceptible to you you know yeah. and that's why it's like hard to document these things like where it's like you you know but that is an interesting concept of this like unattainable space and that uh, that longing to be there uh you know like it's it's a little bit like seeing photographs of a place you've never been to like if you've never been to paris seeing the eiffel tower and just kind of like oh it's there but it's not there right and it looks yeah. like it should but it's it's not an object it doesn't tower over you it's a small little thing in your hand right so yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. an interesting thing of taking these environments that are conceptual and like what is there a scale do you, that you work in uh because that's another question like it just makes me think so many things about like you could make it a really small realm right like you can make it where if you actually were in it you would be too big to like experience it like antland or something you know, so uh, that, that, that it's a it's a, it's an interesting thing. I like the idea of the inaccessibility. What um, what like what what kind of what 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 textures do you like? You know, and I like this idea of not being able to, like, not being able to experience your own creation, right? Like it's it's frigid frigid and stuff. Yeah. Um, do you ever think about the singularity when you're making any of this stuff and like? as as an environment where like people might eventually have no option but to live there you mean the singularity what do you mean like uh uh this i'm sorry the singularity is basically the the fantasy that a bunch of billionaires it's like the new fountain of youth that billionaires are like funding which is like like they're basically just wanting to live forever and so their concept of it of the of that is that we're going to meld our minds to computers and so instead of like dying you live on in a machine which is terrifying because then you'll never escape capitalism <laughs> right like they're always going to be selling you stuff uh but the idea of like like we don't even know what consciousness is right so it's such a like it's like the musings of somebody that most people don't say no to <laughs> i mean I, okay it's just like such a huge question <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, I, we, I just, I just bring up the topic so we talk in this space. Yeah, yeah. You take. No, no, I know, but it's just like I just I have so many things. Yeah, I just did a like a, a like a little research project on consciousness last semester, and I just like read a bunch of different ideas about it, and I, because I, I, for me also, it's the you know the the way that I that I'm using the digital versus the real is just such a perfect um metaphor for like you know uh for basically talking about yeah reality different planes of reality and then constructivism and and then the self and consciousness and all those things but it's just like it's so it's such a huge infinite 
mysterious um like black hole (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it's hard to like channel it into a single idea you know yeah yeah yeah. um but I yeah so I mean like I I get their idea I I well what do you think of the idea do you think it's if possible or do you do you are you like me and you go <laughs> mortals <laughs> yeah yeah I just feel like well what do you also, what did you sorry go ahead I I can't I don't remember who's like I it just made me think of a quote that I read last week and it was like I don't remember who it's from unfortunately but it was like for um like for for people living now it's easier to imagine the end of the world than the end of capitalism basically and I feel like and I was like oh my god like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's just yeah. like <laughs> well, there's also a relief when you imagine like okay it's it's all gonna end because it's just so impossible to imagine like a peaceful sane healthy way to just end capitalism yeah (laughs) so that's why when you said that yeah I also was like it makes me I feel like it's very anxiety inducing that idea and just like I don't want to live in a virtual I really (laughs) yeah yeah no totally I had never thought of that until recently just the idea of like what would that actually look like and it's just like it's it's like extending life and to me the idea of that being like a ghost right like because and I have some questions about consciousness but the idea of a human being just sort of being this ghost that kind of uh, is like all the data remnants of who I was, right? Because it's like, that's basically, it's like AI becoming you. It's not, I just can't, I don't understand how anyone's going to be able to convert consciousness. So then it's these like shells of ourselves that are, our representations as consumers and have let maybe even less to do with like who we were as like living, thinking, breathing, suffering, happy, you know, all these like emotions, like it's, it's crazy. Like, and how do you replicate emotions as a being within this system? Like we don't know anything about ourselves. It's just such, it's delicious hubris for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what you're just describing, I feel like it sounds absolutely terrifying. And especially it sounds like <laughs> we're just creating zombies. And it's like, we don't know how consciousness, we don't know where it is. We don't know, like, we don't know what's the, like, what the secret ingredient to consciousness is. So, I mean, at, at the same time, like, if a bunch of billionaires, <laughs> like, get on it and figure it out, I'm gonna be happy because that's gonna be like the most amazing you know breakthrough in science uh, yeah ever you know like if if we can figure out like but it's what... in the in the purpose but the purposes are to of enslave course. you of course but it's just like <laughs> i'm wondering this isn't actually it's this actually a great question like would it be worth like figuring out the secret to consciousness even if it was to be used by like a bunch of rich douchebags you know can you even understand consciousness as a conscious cre- creature? You you get what I'm saying? Like, it's like it's like uh, my my eye without a mirror would never know what it looks like, right? Yeah. If I didn't if I didn't have a way an external way of like it, I couldn't just feel the roundness of it. I don't think you know. Yeah. Like so, like, do would you have to be conscious 
on a different degree, right? Like whatever. Now I'm like yeah. a fuck it. Now I'm LA. <laughs> but I'm saying like oh, really? you, <laughs> No, I just mean I'm like conscious on a different level, man. Uh but <laughs> but I'm saying like that that idea of just like being um being that interdimensional being, like maybe they can understand consciousness, right? Like Yeah, and but, it's like going back to the fourth dimension, right? It's just like you need to it's like maybe it's something that you just need to be like one plane further in yeah. order to look at but yeah otherwise it just feels like i feel like, like we should smoke weed right now <laughs> man <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's legal here too yeah uh, yeah no no i mean i'm i'm saying that like i may i didn't smoke at any point today <laughs> yeah me neither i mean it's just like no, when I started talking about when I was doing this like small like research project, I I was like starting to talk to everyone about it, and I felt like this, you know, this meme from I think it's from It's Always Sunny, and it's like this like the guy that's like explaining something with, where the, like, with like, the... yeah, yeah yeah, and I'm just like I feel like that all the time, or like oh a yeah like a like an incel like in his basement like <laughs> well what did, what did you what are some interesting things that you discovered about i mean i guess we're pretty much entrenched in consciousness now we can keep talking about other stuff but like what are you what, we can what... talk about it. it just i i listened to i don't i feel like it was a few episodes ago and and i feel like you had like also this discussion i don't remember her name but it was this this artist and you talked about um like um alternate dimensions i think or oh the yeah i uh i think the leah beaverman yeah i was talking i mean <laughs> I, what happens is that I'll, I'll edit an episode and put it out and then the stuff is in my head <laughs> no but it's not it's just because I, I i listened to it and i was like oh i'm not gonna like turn this guy's podcast into a like like okay you know <laughs> no 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 my my podcast is i do that to myself <laughs> Okay, well, uh, yeah sure then we can talk no about i mean i'm i'm always i'm i'm like what what was your like tell me the the stuff that you would explain to people that would make them feel like what like that that made you feel like an incel like that i think it's charlie from it's all sunny and yeah, the incel is not about like the content it's about like the lifestyle i think that it was yeah just, the, the, it the sounded like i had not emerged from my basement in like a week <laughs> it was just like you know, all right so hit us with some of that i want to i want to see <laughs> i want to think of you i want to be like maybe i shouldn't have had her on the show <laughs> yeah i don't i think I'm, I'm pretty reasonable i don't think i'm gonna get to that level but let's see <laughs> i i it's just i read like um i mean the craziest stuff for me was the one about um yeah the simulation theories like because i i learned that there's like a lot of a lot of different ones but then what I thought was really interesting interesting is that in that and I think it's David Chalmers if I'm not mistaken the author who writes about it and he was talking about the fact that he used a lot of probabilities and so it was like okay well if um like if we agree that simulate like um okay like an advanced civilization is going to create simulations um then there's like a probability that we are in a simulation and if if we think that like simulations are used to like understand something there's probably more probability that simulations are created that are going to lead to intelligent beings 
emerging. Therefore, there's a high probability that we're like, it wouldn't be so surprising if we were in a simulation since we are alive and thinking. Cause it's like, oh, shit. you know what I mean? Like, do you <laughs> no, know? That's like, I'm terrified now. <laughs> um, well, the funny thing about consciousness is even as I'm talking, I'm like playing perception games with myself, right? Like I'm like trying to be as present as possible and it's freaking me out a little bit, you know, <laughs> like, like, and and then the fact that we're like miles apart is also another trip, right? Like, um, but that that is wild. So, man, yeah. I mean, like, what am I gonna say to that? I don't know that that. So so basically, to paraphrase to make sure I understand, you're basically because I don't I'm speechless. So I'm just gonna repeat what you told back to me to make sure. But like. That is wild. So then the logical conclusion, basically the premise is the logical conclusion of a uh, simulation is possible that it would be a, a, a self-aware thing, right? And then that, that the, the like it would it, lead to- Like, okay, it's more like if, like, okay, let's say like where we have consciousness, like on mm -hmm. earth, you know, like humans and- we are, we're technologically advanced and we are creating simulations like all the time, right? Like we mm -hmm. are like making, like whether it's, I don't know, the Sims or like either, you know, there's Essentially, a lot of- like, We're like chat GPTs, but yeah, like exactly. down the line. Like we're, we're doing it, like we're doing yeah. it ourselves. And so it's basically, it's just like, if you look at all the simulations that are being created, it's much more probable that like, the goal of creating a simulation is to also observe or create a, an intelligent, like an intelligence. Oh, so it's not accidental. It's like, that's the, that's the, that's the, it's, more, it's just more probable. It's just like, yeah. because, um, and so it's just because I think, so that was a way to debunk the argument of like, what, what are the chances, like, you know, like what, what would be the chances that like our universe is part of a simulation, like how, how, you know, like how lucky quote unquote, will we need to be? But then it's just like, no, we wouldn't need to be lucky because we have, there's a lot more probabilities that we are in a simulation. What? Like, you know, and but the thing that really blew my mind is that he he kept going with this like probability thing, and he was like, I just want to remember it correctly. Um, yeah, okay. So he was like, okay, there's there's more probability that, and now I say it, and it just sounds like it comes out of nowhere, but like it makes sense, like in the book. Like, okay, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. Justified, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, so it's more likely that a simulation is used for scientific purposes. Like, so for, like, if you're like an astronomer and you are trying to, um, understand the behavior of like a, like a, like a galaxy or whatever, oh. you're going to like make a simulation of it with like all the data that you have, and then you're going to let it run to be like, okay, what's going to happen like to that galaxy, like how is it going to evolve over the last, the next like thousand years or something? Like that's what he means by scientific simulations. So rather than like um, for entertainment purposes. And so then he's like, if we're in a scientific simulation, 
like the way those work is that they're um they work in batches mm-hmm. so again if you're an astronomer you're not going to just run one simulation you're going to run like i don't know like 500 simulations with the same exact starting point so that when they finished running you can say like okay well in 400 of those 500 simulations this happened so therefore we can say that you know like this this is more likely to happen and so with this logic it's like <laughs> then if we're in a simulation we're probably in the batch of simulations which means that we're probably like one of i don't know however many similar simulations that are running and so like where this becomes really interesting to me is um is like regarding the idea of like however you want to call it god or like a you know like a super being so i'm not i'm not a i'm not i'm an atheist but Mm -hmm. there's something really funny i find about (laughs) the idea that like god in that scenario, like really doesn't give a fuck because if you're running like a thousand simulations, you're not like gonna look yeah, at yeah, yeah. Be like, oh, what is Julie doing today? Like, did she, you know, like behave well? Or like, what is like, you know, how's the, it's like, that's not what yeah. you're. You... You're not emotionally invested in the outcomes. It's like, it's even less than cattle because it's like just yeah. data. <laughs> it's like, and yeah. probably, you know, and it's just like you can run, like make and run from like a thousand years, but in your, as the simulator, it maybe takes like two days or something. Like time is also completely, like you don't have to like run your simulation for actually 1000 years. Oh. Like you also simulate time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Accelerate. Your, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't, it would be useless. So you're saying that, life is fast now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, two things. First thing, I, I, I want to get back into your work because I like the idea of you creating a like creature and then it becomes sentient. And like, I want to see how you feel about that. Just, But before we get to that, I want, I, I don't want to forget, there was a story that came out recently about a guy who programmed an AI into his uh, microwave of his imaginary friends. So he put all the data that he had about his imaginary friend when he was a kid. Did you hear about this? No, but I'm just like, I'm invested. But yeah, well, I mean, get ready because it gets it, it like it basically asked him to put himself in the microwave. And so he lied to the machine. He's like, I'm in the microwave and tried to kill him. <laughs> And he asked him, why did you do that? And he goes, uh, because you waited this long to bring me to life. <laughs> You've abandoned me all these years. And it's crazy. It's wild, dude. So anyway, with that in mind, how would you feel about a <laughs> some of your work? Do you make any like uh, living kind of uh, figurative creatures or is it just objects? Inanimate I make blobs. I make blobs. Like it's like everything. It's like there's always like a protagonist. I would say, but it's never figurative. Like it's never. Okay. It doesn't. But is, look the textures are are. It, when I think blobs, I think slimy. The texture doesn't. Is it always kind of like that, or is it furry? Is it rough? Like snake it can skin. Be furry it's just like um. It's not like slimy, but it's like when I mean what I mean by blob is just like a kind of like a like an organic um organic like vaguely spherical 
shape but then like um I made the series a few years ago where I started to I would make like like a like a blob shape let's say in 3D mm -hmm. but then like as a texture I would take uh, macro photos of my skin mm -hmm. and I used that to texture the blob so then it's like it was blobs but they had my skin my blobs skin yeah skin <laughs> blobs it was really fun <laughs> so if your skin blob came to life yeah <laughs> like would you would you be comfortable treating it like a pet like a tamagotchi well it's or would it scare the shit out of you and you would like delete the program but I think the the thing is that for me they're not like for me they're they're not really like um their own being like they're just like they're they're self portraits so okay. like they're me you know um so really... you would like ha be killing yourself then if you if it became sensitive yeah. it. or I feel like maybe the, I would feel like they're my kids more than do like, you have imagine. children or no, no I don't. okay <laughs> well there you go maybe <laughs> Maybe you'd adopt them. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, because I have. I'm. I've also been making like, <clears throat> um. Blobs, but like you know, physical, uh, physical blobs. But I've I've been um making my own uh. Like, in English, a lot of people call it clay, but it's not clay. It's like dough. So it's mm -hmm. a mix of, you know, like there's so many different, like it's always a mix of like flour and glue and s melted soap, for example, and maybe glycerin or like other stuff like that. So it's like this very- This kind is of a real world, world thing or you're doing it yes. in the program? Okay. This is real world. <laughs> I, I just love need to. <laughs> I mean, we're in an inception right now. Which dream are we in? You know? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, this is like a recipe. Um, yeah, yeah ingredients but then I've yeah I started making blobs using that because it's super you, you heat it up and then it's super malleable like super soft a lot softer than any clay would ever be and then you can kind of like I shape it by like hugging it mm -hmm. and I fold it onto itself and so it really gets this kind of like fleshy uh and then when it's when it reaches an interesting shape in my opinion I just like set it aside and I let it dry and then I um I varnish it to make it a little bit shiny or like wet looking. And then it looks really kind of like, it, it looks fleshy, you know, mm -hmm. like, but it's still very abstract. And then like, I've been bringing that into digital spaces, with the but I've been thinking like, would there be a way? Cause a lot of also like um, a, a lot of the comments that I get is like, wouldn't you want a 3d print? that because those objects are really small they're like you know like mm. maybe yeah like my hand or something so they're not really impressive or that interesting to look at um honestly like in real life but if they were human size they they would be um it's just that I just I kind of like don't I don't know if I would have the means to 3d print them and to give them the like the texture that they need to have in order to yeah. be like to have an affect but but I just it's interesting because I've never really thought like you're bringing up this whole like question of basically their personality mm -hmm. 
that I have never. I mean, but having not seen the work and just talking about it, it's know, actually kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Like when you do that, when you don't, we don't have a visual a concept of it, so you can just like speak conceptually entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it. I mean, I'm fascinated. This is really interesting in terms of like I'm excited that uh, that you are the as as spacey as i am <laughs> in terms of your like whoa man <laughs> yeah, I gotta, we're high yeah. on life dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no but that's that's great that's great i mean it's so it's so trippy i love those spaces your brain gets into where you're just like i've lost track of everything i was thinking about and i don't understand you know like that feeling is like it's kind of it's the closest to like godliness <laughs> that I experience yeah. where you're just like you're just like in awe at, at your at like at your limitations, you know, at, to be able to comprehend things like and I'm not talking like when someone explains calculus. I'm trying to like I I, I like the idea of just trying to really un, like just consciousness like I'm, I think the rest of the day I'm just going to try to be conscious and be like, you know, which is like what meditation practice is. Right. It's so um, I guess it's grounding to like be aware of that you know yeah you, i'm really not good at meditating i, I just neither. like no my dad, used to, my dad used to make me do it when i was eight it was kind of torture <laughs> i like the idea of it i just like every six months i'm like oh i'm gonna like figure out like yeah. how to meditate now but i just i i don't i don't know maybe when i'm old you know like but i i do understand what you mean about um kind of like taking taking a step back into your own head or like looking you know like basically thinking about thinking yeah thinking about thinking that's it yeah that's or really or or just trying to like even like try to conceive of your place in the universe you know like try to like like almost like astral project your your perception yeah. not actually doing it but like visualizing yourself in the cosmos right like there's actually a guy who's kind of weird I, I mean i i'm i'm sorry i am like into paranormal shit and now that you have those so it's gonna come up it's just part of my being but um there's a guy stephen greer and he's got a thing called ce5 uh, uh someone just sent me a random oh it's bridget batch okay uh, it's I, I it, like when it shows up on my phone on my computer, it doesn't have the phone number. I'm like, is that spam? <laughs> but then oh, I looked yeah. at my phone and I saw who it was. And it's actually kind of funny because she saw that episode you were talking about. She's like, I'm totally going to watch that show. <laughs> yeah. But um, so the, the CE5 is close encounters of a fifth kind. And basically what this guy posits and I don't know. I mean, it is so fucking even as someone that wants to believe as much as I do, like if you watch this documentary, he literally shows you a picture of an alien that he's had an interaction with. And what CE5 is, is essentially that that what I was describing, like just trying to picture yourself within the cosmos and stuff like that. And what he says is that he does that to reach out to aliens and then like they have sightings. So he'll go on these retreats that are meditations with people and your 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 face is exactly where I'm at like that <laughs> and unfortunately since I'm talking it's not showing on the on the recording but but your skepticism like where is this going yeah so basically like you watch this whole documentary and he said and he he takes crews out 
and they show you video of all these like weird lights and they they are weird lights they are happening i don't know if it's like tricks that he's playing because some people say that he's a cia plant but um you know but that's like just par for the course in this world in this realm there everybody's a cia plant now just the fact that i'm talking about someone's gonna accuse me <laughs> but basically yeah the um he says that like they they communicate like this they and they invite them with this like astral projection meditative meditative visualization and then the lights start showing up and and like there's document like there's video of it and he literally shows you a picture and he says this is this guy and it's like this little alien and it's like and that and you get to that part of the documentary and you're like what the fuck bro I, this is too much. <laughs> but the thing is, how can you, like, I feel like in 2023, like, how can you believe anything based on an image or video? Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, that's my, it's just like, I. But then there, there are videos that are valid, like are, are uh, at least put out by the government now that are like, appear to be legit. Like the Tic Tac video, there are like sightings, you know? So, and uh, so it's crazy. I, I recommend watching it. The the CE5 is called, is the documentary. So you can just be as enraged and confused as I am because <laughs> like uh, people don't like him because he's like a hippie, you know? And he's a podiatrist. So he's not, he's like a doctor, but he's not like a doctor or like a real, I mean, He's a real doctor. Oh. He's a medical doctor. He's not a researcher in ufology like oh, maybe okay, get it. Okay, Alec okay. Heineckers and stuff like that. But anyway, no. But what I do mean, you like, think I, of all that. <laughs> I, so the thing is that, like, it's so interesting because I'm, I'm really not in. It's just, I, I'm not into paranormal stuff in general. Well, this is more uh, UFO stuff, which paranormal, huh? It's not for you. It's not the same. No, I mean, I think that ghosts are very different than aliens. The probability of ghosts is much smaller in my mind than than, you know. Absolutely. No, I agree with that. So that's the thing. Yeah. It's like I feel like um, I mean, and obviously I don't know anything, right? Like, I no, 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 no. <laughs> but I just like. I think it, it's pretty ridiculous to think that we're alone in the universe. I mean, like, it's just like, I feel like saying that is so, uh, like, I mean, it's, it's completely ridiculous. It's just like, yeah. we're not important. Like we're nothing. Like, I mean, of course, like, have you looked at like, you know, when the, what's the name of the, you know, that, that telescope that, um, James Webb, the, sorry. James Webb or the uh the James Webb yeah, is the new James one. Webb the new one right like yeah. the, when it started like it's insane right it's so it's so insane and then yeah the thing that we're the only ones is just like I don't even it's yeah it's 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 crazy to me but then like the whole kind of um a whole like um like mythology almost around ufos and like the way like what they look like like the what they travel in like the you know the yeah the lights like the, the that whole that to me that's like i don't know it sounds like folklore it's not it sounds like something that's so that's like very human yeah 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 and you know it's like our like our basic vision of like 
what an alien looks like. So that's, <laughs> I can't, it's hard for me to like get into that or like, and pheno- I feel like I, we, we know so little about like natural phenomenon and there's so much mystery, you know, like there's so much mystery yeah. that I, I don't, I just feel like there's something probably even more exciting than, I don't know, like stuff that we don't understand. And we're just like, oh my God, it's an alien, but it's like, maybe it's not an alien, but maybe it's like something yeah. that's fascinating, but it's just like something natural that we don't, you know, like, like a cosmic thing that is happening. And I don't really know where I'm going with this, but um but then, the- like I don't know if you've read like um you know Octavia Butler no I haven't it's, I, it, it, is it, it is it uh fiction it's science fiction and yeah, yeah. she I forgot the name of like I'm not good with names and like titles but <clears throat> she has this series where she it's basically like you know, there's a war on earth and then like almost everybody dies and then some aliens come in and rescue like a bunch of survivors. And then I'm not going to like talk more about it because I don't, it's just, it's an amazing story. And it's, it's obviously it's science fiction. So it's not, it's Mm -hmm. just like, it's very comfortable in the fact that it's, you know, inventing, pretending, like telling a story, but it's just, it's just such a, yeah, I think for me, it's more like science fiction is such an insane tool Yeah. Um, for artists and to talk about the world that that we live in. Like, it, it's just such a, it, it's a tool that like gives so much freedom because you're not actually talking about anyone. Yeah, yeah. Specifically. Well, there's a, there's some woo-woo-y things that like, do, uh, do you know who William Gibson is? like the sci-fi author he did cryptonomicon he's very famous it's okay if you don't know him it's not relevant to the story but but him among other people used to write a lot of dystopian sci-fi i i I mean i i don't i haven't read a william gibson book anytime and recently but essentially just like people living in really weird times and they kind of there's like a movement where it's like hey maybe we should like maybe we're causing this (laughs) you know and and it whether or not it's like on the scale of like um what you call it of like you write something and it magically becomes true which is on some level what they're saying the reality is is that like everybody in silicon valley has read snow crash and we're mm-hmm. headed towards that reality it's a book uh, about like uh, anarcho capitalism i don't know if you've read it but uh, b- basically it's like a sci-fi book that takes it place in the future where like people don't like people belong to mcdonald's they're citizens of mcdonald's as opposed to like i mean not mcdonald's specifically but like they use a different but like that's like where you where 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 you have like citizenship and you have protection and like there's no like police force it's all private security so it's 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 uh it's interesting as a concept going back to the um, the thing about the ufo though i don't want or uh, about that what i do think is interesting is that about like what you were saying the j.i there's j allen hynek and jack valet who argue that ufos are just the new uh, vernacular that we're using to describe these weird lights and that these weird lights have always been around and that they used to be fairies and he points to like hieroglyphics old hieroglyphics uh, about uh, that that show like a bird carrying a light you know 
And it, he, 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 so it's interesting. He is very much of the opinion that it is, uh, it, like he studied it and he was like a legit scientist and it, and then, uh, he was trying to debunk it, but he ended up like being like, no, there's something weird going on here. Uh, it's part of project blue book, I think, uh, which was like a U.S. government funded thing. And, and so what's interesting about that is he thinks it's like, it's, it is that interdimensional being, right? Like that, that is what we're experiencing when we see these things appear and then disappear. And like, even in that show that I was talking about that, I just got a text message about from somebody uh, in the, in that podcast, in that episode, like the way that the UFOs appear in that show, they just appear. They like blink into existence. That's why the episode is called blinking in and out of existence. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's fascinating. Like, you know, it's, it is that thing of like going through the veil. And one of the things that I find interesting about like the thing that I'm conflicted about, which is the CE5, the, the meditative thing is that if it is a phenomenon like that, it's possible that there is some level of communication that can happen. Right. Um, like, like telepathically with interdimensionally with that, uh, like, I mean, I think it's kind of bullshit and wooey wooey, but it fits with a model that people have already established as like, like legitimate scientists have, has, have established as like, we think it might be that right. And for yeah, UFOs I to mean, get here, for I UFOs mean, to get here, they would have to be able to travel in a specific way that we can't even conceive. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I mean, I get that. I just, it makes me think about two things like the, so the, the first one is, um, is about like, uh, when you were talking about like fair, like, you know, maybe now we see them as UFOs, but before we, we would see them as fairies and, and it's, um, in, in one of the, the books that I read for that research that I was talking to you about, it's, written in French but it's from like it's from, the author is Paul um Vatslavik and he's from I don't think anybody like really knows him anymore but he's from this movement that was the um like the school of um uh Palo Alto I guess I don't know how you I don't know how to pronounce Palo it Alto, yeah that's in English like it's just uh okay it's, and it's so... actually one of the few uh out here in LA it, LA is notorious for people mispronouncing Spanish names like Los Files Palo, Palo Alto is actually accurately pronounced it's being said <laughs> like in the okay perfect it, it, in English it actually is the way it's spelled in Spanish <laughs> yeah not like Palo okay great no. um so that's good it's uh so... it means high stick Palo Alto. Yeah, I know. I I I speak a lot of a uh, bit of Spanish, but I but I I never. Yeah, when it's like a name of a city or something, I just like you never think about it. Yeah, I never think of like what it actually means. So high stick. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like it's a it was like a I guess psychology um movement that was that was based in um anti psychiatry so it's kind of like they're really it's really the opposite of like everything needs to be diagnosed so mm -hmm. it's it's and i mean i'm again like i'm not an expert so i'm just really like yeah you're not it. you're not going to start talking about scientology i know <laughs> oh I, no that for sure not no. <laughs> i know um yeah. it's like it's just um he he wrote a few books about um like the invention of reality or like the reality of reality and so in one of those books there's like the um he gives a lot of there's a lot of anecdotes um and 
so he talks about the fact that in um again stuff that i don't know how to say in english like the the odyssey i guess yeah like the, the, the 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 play the the the, the odyssey or the journey the journey okay no because the odyssey is the is is like the greek play but it also means that but it's named that because that word means that oh, i just didn't know if you were play, talking like the, the writing like in the the what do i call it like not the book but like the the yeah, odyssey it's it, it wasn't a, like it's the the odyssey is basically what's a, the guy kills his his oh. mom his dad and, and has sex with his mom right yeah no no that's right? oedipus no the odyssey no, is, <laughs> yeah no okay that's it's oedipus the odyssey right? is the sheep one and medusa's involved i think right it's the guy who travels on a boat and then like he like okay he, like yeah. hides under sheep and escapes so, so, oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's and like then, so many adventures yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. omar i don't know how to like omar i guess like that that guy homer homer yeah yeah, yeah. homer yeah so he homer simpson yeah that's why <laughs> okay so confusing um apparently in that text mm -hmm. uh like so they're on the ocean and um they never they they describe you know like the the landscape they describe what they're seeing they describe like the the water the the yeah the ocean everything but there's never yeah it's this theory that basically the color blue like we started seeing the color blue really recently like mm -hmm. as you if you go back to like ancient texts like it's never like there's never that color and it's always described like it as like uh the color of wine for example mm. which is not blue you know like it's kind of like or maybe they had crazy grapes back then or maybe they had like blue <laughs> wine that's, that's also <laughs> possible i never thought about that but it's just like and then there's other i'm here to give you the dumb explanations for things <laughs> <laughs> no, or maybe it's like the genius one that you're just like what is um, <laughs> but it's it's like and I don't yeah I, I unfortunately I don't remember like all the other quote-unquote you know proof yeah I've actually was, heard that one before I, I do I, I've heard it and I don't know like I also feel like I I don't know what the debunk is but I've heard the debunk I think or maybe yeah. I'm not I'm not maybe I'm not maybe I just imagined it because I my head can't I can't wrap up my head around that but like because man Greece, like water in Greece is like, have you seen pictures of it? Everywhere. No, I know exactly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like the bluest. Blue. It's like turquoise almost. It's yeah, kind of like but Capri. Like, but it's also like, I don't, and it's like, I don't know if I really care if it's true or not. Cause I just feel like it's a, a great example of like, you know, something that we sometimes, I think there are things that we cannot perceive if we don't have like a word for them or yeah, like that, a, that's them. true like germs like, like uh, yeah yeah like germs and like people people like you know like like germs like uh doctors there was a period where people thought that that was like all poppycock or right? and who's the fudge like right, they, right. They, like people thought that it was ridiculous to wipe your hands and there was like a whole movement oh, yeah. of doctors that were like no, you don't. You don't need to do that. That's dumb. And like, and they turned out to be incredibly wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's so disgusting to read about. Like, yeah, like yeah. do not take a bath. Like, it's like dangerous yeah. for you. It's just like, yeah, oh yeah. It's wild. I mean, it's it's wild, but it's just so so. Yeah, that just reminded me of like you know when you were talking about fairies and perception, and it's just like I I totally believe that there are things that 
it's just, if we don't have a concept for it, our brain is just going to like make them fit into something that is familiar in a way. So yeah, yeah. So like that, I, I really, yeah, that, that makes sense to me, but, but also when you're talking about, um, you know, like, um, communicating with like these other, like these, let's say like superior beings or like this fourth dimension or whatever. And it's like, it's like, but if we create so much of our reality, like how can you tell that it's actually a being that's exterior to you and that's you're not really creating this interaction inside your brain like for me that's the question that's like the mystery you know mm -hmm. like it's well, really but that, that you actually just hit on something in, it, it very important because a lot of times it is a personal experience and that's why it's been so hard that's why everybody thought people were crazy like mm -hmm. the the one of my favorites is the men in black it's just like that i i get goosebumps thinking about it there's a so there's a cryptid called the mothman and so for some reason these guys just show up and start asking questions whenever weird things happen the men, the men in black are not like you know, Will Smith and that, like the men in black are just weird creatures that just show up and they are a phenomenon that's related to phenomena. Right. And, and, and like what you're describing there, it could just be a paranoid experience that people are having because they saw something weird. And then mm -hmm. that triggers like a paranoid reaction, right. Where they think, but like, there are lots of documents that what fascinates me about this stuff is that these like, and that's where, how I approach it. These are real things to the people that it happens to, right? Like, like, um, and, 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 and yeah, but I, I think you're onto something. I think it is a very, like the way that uh, at least Henry Zabrowski from this podcast called the, the last podcast on the left, what he always says is that it is a, it is a personal experience and the experience is almost messing with you too, where it's like, you can't catch me. You can't prove that I exist, but mm -hmm. I exist, you know, like it, it which is trippy. It's like, it, it's in that, Hey man, <laughs> realm too, that I love. <laughs> well, it, it, and it goes back to the question of consciousness because like in what I was reading, it always um, comes back to the fact that it is a 100% personal experience is like a first person experience and so there's no way to know if a being is conscious for real unless you have access to their thoughts you know or yeah. unless you are them and it's so it's like you can you can assess like conscious behaviors like with an ai but you're never like you're never going to be able to know like if that AI is like able to like see itself thinking, for example, because yeah, yeah. it could tell you that it is. And then you, it's like, it's inaccessible. Like it's really inaccessible. Like you can't. So it's the same thing, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you never yeah. Think your personal experience mirrors the one of the person next to you. Like there's all those things about like, you know, like your, um, like your inner voice and like the way you imagine images or words or, and it's just like, I'm just starting to realize that it's not a universal thing. And that like, yeah. you know, people don't have like the, the same experience. Some people think in color, some people 
you know, it's just like the way that the images are rendered in their brain when they're imagining them. Yeah. It's super different. Like, yeah. And I, I wonder how much, like, maybe some people are better at doing it a certain way, you know, like, uh, like maybe their brain is more auditory. So they hear music more than they visualize mm -hmm. things, you know, which is interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, it, 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 we could just keep going. Like this is like, it get, it gets deep. So, uh, do you ever, um, do you ever like play with the fantasy that like the whole world doesn't exist when you're not around? <laughs> That's a mind trip just as a like exercise, yeah. not as a, not an actually believing it, but yeah, man, that would be so crazy because I do a podcast for nobody but myself. <laughs> Cause if mean, nobody, like, yeah. if no one, or maybe they, Oh, Whoa, maybe they exist when they listen to the podcast because the downloads are happening. So the podcast goes out because it's my tentacle of existence and it makes, it brings people into existence. This is so narcissist, I know, but. <laughs> no, I was just going to say like, maybe your podcast is what holds the universe together. <laughs> oh man, I can never quit. <laughs> like that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, All I right. started, uh, I, I, during the pandemic, I watched a lot of Rick and Morty and I was yeah, just, yeah. I was very inspired actually. I just, I just. Really... No, that's, that show is crazy. Yeah. It yeah. sucks that that guy's such a creep, but you, you heard about that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I did. Um, I mean, they can, they can probably, they, well, they can probably just do the show with like an AI <laughs> instead oh, yeah. of replacing the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the voice is like so important. The voices are so important, but like I'm sure yeah. they could like imitate it easily now. But um but yeah, I mean I I do play around with that idea, but I just feel like even it, you know, when we're talking about like, are we living in a simulation? Like I I really don't wanna it's like I don't wanna find, I don't wanna have like a clear opinion about that. It's just like I never, I don't know. Like I really, yeah. I don't know. And I just I just really like doing the mental gymnastics of Mm -hmm. what if so for sure like playing around with that idea of like oh maybe like yeah maybe the, but but it is funny in our society because like you said it is completely narcissistic then you're just like oh my god like everything revolves around me and it's just like <laughs> but in, in another sense it's just like philosophically you live for yourself I mean that's really the only it's just like that's I mean that's very sad um now that I'm hearing myself say that. <laughs> very... well no I mean I definitely think that there is a the humans do do two things they are very self-involved and they are very much in denial about that you know like because if you really like the number of people that like fight for or against things that don't affect them is is insane you know, mm -hmm. like, like I, I, you, I, uh, I'm barely invested in things that don't affect me, you know, like, like w w I have limited resources yeah. and I think that it is, we're living in a time where people want to be perceived as good people and, and that they lead with that. But in reality, it's like, if you really think about it, it's like, like, for example, <laughs> there's a comedian, Adam Carolla, who's like, I don't want, like, I, he was popular in LA when I first moved here in like 2008. And then he started a podcast and I have no idea where his career has gone, but I see him on right wing, like doing right wing shows all the time. So I don't know. He was the guy that did Love Line. I don't know if you ever saw that with Dr. Drew. So he was, um, 
Oh, fuck, I forgot why I brought him up. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> I'll just cut that out. <laughs> no, cause, cause, but, but basically, yeah. What was it that he was fucking saying? Like about like being the center of the like being trying to be good people. I forget. Anyway, like yeah. So point the main point is like yeah there's like a lot of um of like i you kind of have to tell yourself and maybe to some degree even lie to yourself because i don't know about you but like sometimes the loop of like thoughts is just like all the things that i've done bad you know <laughs> and i'm like we don't have to live in that like memory dude like we can totally like that's in the past right and people have this internal thing but outwardly they just project this like oh man i care about black people oh man i care about people in ukraine you know and like it is um it is it is an interesting thing just this like we are we are now we are our data we are what we pro put out to people like our, we are everybody's a PR agent for themselves in a way right like which is like something that didn't used to happen you know you used to feel like a piece of shit in private <laughs> yeah. not like look at all these people like doing like great amazing things and you're like oh my god all I do is a podcast <laughs> you know these people are feeding people with mutual oh. aid <laughs> you know and I'm like oh yeah, but and also you can even kind of like recycle that insecurity for self promotion. Like you, you could do that if you wanted to. You know, like you could that could become your brand. Like I mean, oh. it kind of already is. <laughs> I don't know if you listened to the podcast. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's just like it feels like everything is. Yeah, but I think I I think you know I I think people most people. Okay, no, maybe not most people, but I'm sure a lot of people like do care about, you know, black people, even if they're not black. And I'm sure they do care about what happens in Ukraine. It's just that we, I feel like there's this kind of like, we have these feelings, but then we also have this like disconnect as far as really having an impact in the community that is yeah. close to us. And I, I feel like that's probably where like a, a big part of the, like this big, like, whole um happens where you just you just have those feelings but then there's no real way of acting on them like actually yeah. feeling like you're and I for me that's like and I think that you just made me think of something like we didn't used to walk around with propaganda machines in our pocket right like we are constantly sold products ideas uh narratives of like how the world is, how the world works. And to some degree, it's on you to sort of parse that out. And a lot of people are freaking out about that responsibility because it's so hard to really make sense of the world. And so they, so like a lot of people that would have never been considered pro-censorship, like namely the left, are like hugely pro-censorship. And, and and it's 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 a very very strange time to be alive. And I know that I'm a culprit because I literally post almost every day on Instagram, and I'm in your minds, bro. <laughs> but but it, it it is crazy. It is crazy to just think about that and think about like the quiet that I used to have in my head by comparison 
the lack of awareness of things like like you said the the uh the localness of it i don't think we experience the localness of it anymore because we feel we we have access to so much of the world that like like you know i wish i was involved in local politics i try i've tried a little bit but you know it's, it's really hard and it's just like we're not like you know i don't think our brains have had time to evolve to, to handle all this yeah yeah, sure. yeah to handle all of this and so it's just like but i don't know if you know this podcast called land of giants no um, but i love the name i'm gonna yeah, change it, my well, podcast it's actually name. about the <laughs> giants like the tech giants so it's not about like actually ah. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's really good it's just like i like binged uh, I guess, listened to it. And it's like, there's, um, it's a bit depressing because, you know, they talk about Google, talk about Facebook, they talk about like, yeah. I mean, Meta and all of that. But it's just like, uh, there's, yeah, there's a bunch of episodes about the iPhone and it's, Oof. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, no, it, that, it's... that is, that is something I'd completely disconnect my consciousness. I'm literally running this on slave labor. This podcast is almost entirely made up on slave labor because of all the batteries that like I have to run, you know? <laughs> oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. That is like I was talking about the cobalt sorry. part of it, but like <laughs> it's like not even I yeah, of course, of course. But just like the fact that like it's it's super foggy to try to remember how it was before, like how we communicated before, how we yeah. like experienced downtime before. It just like it's it's really but then it's like what are you you need to be so especially in LA I'm sure it's like way more intense than here like it's 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 really hard because I mean I don't want to go like live like live off grid and and become a hermit like I don't do that, but, um yeah it's it's a weird well, I mean I have I have friends out here uh that like Carl Barada is super active he does not engage in it like since 2020 uh during covid he just decided he didn't want to be on on instagram he's like he does his stuff i mean it is very much possible to be an artist it takes a lot more legwork and maybe people um at first they're gonna have a, like a weird vibe towards you because you're like only interacting them through text messages and stuff like right yeah. but but yeah i i i uh i, I mean it's doable and hopefully like something will be like figured out where we don't just continually go into deeper into capitalism. Like hopefully it'll break at some point, but the break is probably going to be much more painful than we're ready for. And it's not going to be fun. And like generations are going to suffer, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm hoping there's... to be dead by then. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I feel like um, there's a, this other book by um, Octavia Butler um, that I also don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah it talks it it talks about that like it talks about that and it it it's set in LA and um it's also depressing but I just feel like there's it's like complete chaos and violence yeah. and death and da, 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 da. but then like the story continues and then it's it's actually over at some point and then something else you know, like comes from it. And so I, I'm just, sometimes I think about that, like, even though again, it's science fiction, it's not like, you know, like re real or anything, but I'm just like, yeah, there's something, it doesn't need to be like all over for yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the parable of the sower or something like that. Anyway, it's, it's well known. Cool. 
Well, we've been talking for a, a while, and I don't want to. I don't want to strain your brain any more than I already have because I've made it work on. <laughs> I made it flex its muscles, but I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I really, I, I do enjoy being back on Zoom just because of the practicality of it. I'm gonna book a couple more, I think now, <laughs> just because. Uh, you know, I used to feel like it didn't go that well, but I don't know what I was thinking. I just maybe was like. I used to think that the Zoom episodes weren't great, but this has been a really interesting conversation. So I don't know why I thought that. Maybe you're just comfortable, like as a talking to strangers about uh, trippy stuff. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's it. No, thanks for having me on the show. It's really it's been super fun, super interesting, really great. Awesome. Uh, and did you have stuff that we can promote for you? So you are uh, what's what's your? I don't know your handle. On Instagram. Oh, it's uh, it's Renee L. Forest. So R E N E E L, like Lucy, and then Forest, yeah. like a forest. Um, that's on Instagram. Uh, I have nothing to promote other than that because I'm just like working really hard on my MFA. Do you have a website or no? Yeah, it's just it's mostly my design work, but I can promote it because um, it's great too. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's studio uh it's it's in french studiomanage.com so it's studio and then m-a-n-e-g-e.com and do you still do any of that stuff or is that yeah. like yeah okay yeah, cool. yeah freelance so people can hire yeah. you for like 3d uh design totally yeah art direction and i mean i don't yeah sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i do that yeah. and i do and i work on my we're trying to get people money on this show that's what we do <laughs> american dollars <laughs> <laughs> well i will the obstacle is that i don't think any american is going to be able to spell your website <laughs> I, yeah it's just like you know whatever i'm just happy to be here <laughs> I'm I, I, I meant that as a joke they can just rewind that 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 part uh and and uh, i can maybe if you uh, text it to me i can uh, include it in the in the thing but uh thank you so much uh, uh and uh i hope you have a lovely afternoon and we'll be back next week with another guest with another topic that may or may not be art related but hopefully we'll be like trippy as fuck bro <laughs> awesome. bye uh don't don't go yet i'm just gonna stop the recording and then we can uh